I shall not, look at the last word, want. Somebody say want. The word want means lack. So what he's really saying to me, what David is really saying, because Jesus is my shepherd, I won't need anything. How many of I want to get to a place that you know that Jesus got you so much that you don't need nothing in 2023? Will they cry out to God and say, you are a burden lifter. God, you are my shepherd that I don't want for anything. God, you are the head. And I'm not the tail. You are the lifter up of my head. That's how you know and find out about I heard the Lord say in my spirit, this is an unshakable house. We lift you up. We give you honor tonight, Father, for you are our God. We come to you humbly, oh God, acknowledging your move in our lives, oh God. We thank you for calling us, God. Hallelujah. From a lost world, you called me, God. You saw me fit to call me into your life. Hallelujah. I thank you, God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. I thank you that you saw fit, God. Hallelujah. That you let me know that you will take care of me, God. I don't have to worry. We don't have to worry, oh God. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, for your promises, God, in your word, God, that are true, God. Hallelujah. Mm, God, that you will take care of us, that you would never leave us, that you would never forsake us, oh God. Thank you, God, that every need, you will meet every need, God. Hallelujah. I thank you. I thank you for the ministering of your ministering angels, oh God. When we don't know which way to go, we don't know which way to turn, God. But we can trust you. We can turn to your word, hallelujah, and lean on you and not on our own understanding. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. I thank you for that, for the peace that comes to our minds, oh God, because we trust in you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the peace that surpasses all understanding. God, we worship you. God, we worship just who you are, God. We acknowledge you and we worship you. In the beauty of your holiness, we worship you. You are a mighty God. Hallelujah. You are an awesome God. Hallelujah. You are the great I am. Whatever it is, I am. Whatever we need, I am. You are I, I am. Hallelujah. There is no lack because you are I am. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. God, I adore you. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is worthy, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I thank you for the activities of our limbs, oh God. There is nothing too small that you do for us, oh God. We give you glory and honor, hallelujah. That is due your name, hallelujah. Uh, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, oh God. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't bless you enough, God. Because you are worthy of all of our praises, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, we ask that you forgive us, oh God, for anything that we've done, any trespasses, oh God. 
Forgive us, oh God, and have mercy, oh God. Lord, even in your mercy, we are grateful for mercy, God. We're grateful for your grace, God. Hallelujah. We're grateful, oh God, that we can come to you. We just want you to know, God, how grateful we are. We don't take you for granted. We don't take your mercy. How? Your mercy we don't take for granted. Hallelujah. We thank you for grace. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you, oh God, for your love. We thank you for forgiveness, oh God. And as you have forgiven us, oh God, we forgive others. We forgive others their trespasses against us, oh God. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive us today, God. Wipe clean, God. Cleanse us, oh God. It is me, oh Lord, standing in a need of prayer, God. Forgive us, oh God. Hallelujah. And wash us, oh God of our iniquities, oh God, whatever it is, God, that is not pleasing in your sight, cleanse us, oh God, even if it's our own, huh, hallelujah, things that we've done, things that we've said, things the way we look at ourselves that do not line up with your word, low self-esteem, forgive us, oh God, hallelujah, for who are we to look down on ourselves, God? when you are living inside of us and you are great, hallelujah, so we are great because you live in us, oh God. I thank you today, God. I thank you for your greatness, oh God, that's living inside of us, hallelujah. God, I thank you. I thank you that this is the confidence we have in you, oh God. Hallelujah. Hey, God, I thank you for the confidence, oh God. I thank you that you are a lifter up of our head today, God. Hallelujah. Ah, Glory to your name, God. Lord, there are so many people now, God, dealing with depression, and I come against the spirit of depression. You didn't give us a spirit of depression right now. You didn't give us a spirit of oppression. Hallelujah. You didn't give us a spirit of anxiety. Hallelujah. I bind it up right now over your people, oh God. Oh God, I bind it up right now, God. Hallelujah. And I I release trust in you, God. Full trust, God. Increase in faith, God. Increase on the rabbi. hallelujah. Thank you today, God, that you're stirring us up in our spirits, oh God. You're stirring up the people of God, hallelujah, to seek more of you, to want more of you, to need more of you, God. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Oh, I bless your name, God. Uh, Thank you today, God. That you're setting our feet like hinds feet today, God. On solid ground today, God. We are stable-minded today, God. Because we stand on you, God. We stand on the truth today, God. Hallelujah. We will not be twisted and turned, God, with every wind, God. Hallelujah. But we will be steadfast. Ah, glory, hallelujah. We will be unshakable today, God. We will be always abounding in your work, God. Hallelujah. I thank you, God. I thank you, Father, that you're stirring us up, God. 
You're stirring up your body today, God. Hallelujah. You're stirring up the rivers of living waters. Hallelujah. I thank you for a people, oh God, that's thirsting and hungering after you today, God. Hallelujah. From the north, south, east, and west of this earth, God. Hallelujah. Raise up a remnant, oh God. Ah, hallelujah. And revive, oh God. Let it spread forth like fire, God. Hallelujah. Shaken up in the earth, God. Wake up in the earth, God. Wake up in the earth, God. Wake up, Andorabas. Send forth your fire. Send forth a fire of revival, God. Send forth it, God, from the pulpit, God, to the house, God, to the pews, God, to the work, God, to the schools, God. Hallelujah. On social media, God, stir up your voice, God. On social media, God, we won't back down. Hallelujah. We won't back down huh, to our position. Hallelujah. We will speak your word in season and out of season. Hallelujah. We will not be intimidated. Hallelujah. I come against the spirit of intimidation. Hallelujah. Empower your people today, God, to speak on the rabasa. Speak what thus saith the Lord without fear, without Andorabba, without fear. Oh God, I bind up the spirit of fear over your people. Evangelize. Speak Andorabba Sata. Renew Andorabba with your mouth. Speak the truth. Speak it in season. Speak it out of season. Don't look at the continents and the Strengthen them, oh God. Strengthen the evangelist, oh God. Strengthen the pastor, oh God. Ah, war Speak it Hallelujah. I thank you, God. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you that you're stirring it up in the atmosphere, God. Oh, God, in the world, God, in the land, God. This is the time, I robo. We decree it right now, God. Hallelujah. Breathe new life, God, into the body, into your body, into your body, God. Breathe new life, God. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory, I thank you for the great things that's coming, oh, God. We see it today, God. We see you moving in the land, God. We see you, Holy Spirit. We see you moving, according to the word, according to your word, God. Ah, thank you today, God. Ooh, I thank you. I thank you that you're going on in the hospital rooms, God. Hallelujah. In the mental wards, God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Holy Spirit that you're moving in a mental world. Huh? You're making minds whole right now. In the Araba, huh? in society, oh God. I thank you right now, God, that you're making a mind whole, God. The blood of Jesus on the minds, God. Wash with the blood of Jesus. Huh? We speak it right now. Every mindset come into accordance with the word of God. We're speaking it right now in the atmosphere. We're claiming it and we say it is so. <laughs> Glory. I thank you, God. I 
thank you that you're setting the captives free, God, by your word, God. Oh, by your word, God. Not for form or fashion, huh? that we speak it, but we say it, God, in confidence, God, because it's your word, God. So we decree it and we declare it, God. Hallelujah. Walk, Holy Spirit. Walk, Holy Spirit. In the hospitals and heal. Touch bodies, oh God. Touch broken bodies, God. Touch broken hearts today, God. Oh, comfort, oh God. Holy Spirit, you are a comforter. We know that you are a comforter. Comfort the broken heart, oh God. Comfort those that have lost, God. Give them comfort in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, show yourself strong and mighty. For those that need you, hallelujah. Those that are searching for you, hallelujah. Hide not your face from them, oh God. Ah, answer when they call God, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for answering, oh God. Thank you today, God, hallelujah, that you're delivering, oh God. And for those that are seeking your face, God, those that are hungering and thirsting after you, oh God, you will answer today, God. I thank you, Father, hallelujah. I thank you for answered prayers, God. I thank you today, God, hallelujah. My God, my God. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that this is a new day, God. I thank you that you are doing a new thing in the world today, in the land today, God. Hallelujah. I thank you for the newness, oh God. I thank you for new wine, God. Hallelujah. I thank you that we've gotten rid of the old wineskin, oh God. We're seeking after you to receive new wine, God. Pour new wine in us, oh God. We empty ourselves, God. We empty out all about us, oh God. We empty everything that is not like you, God. Burn it up, God. Hallelujah. So that we can be made new, God. And pour into us, oh God. A newness today, God. I thank you. I thank you, God, that you're moving like no other time, God. Oh, we believe it, oh God. We see it and we believe it, oh God. We believe your word. We trust in your word today, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to your name, God. God, I bless you. God, purify us, oh God. Purify us, oh God, with the blood, with the fire, with the blood, with the fire. Purify our hearts, God, from sin, God. Purify us, oh God, with everything, from everything that displeases you, God. Every thought, God, we bring into captivity, God. Everything that you, that displeases you, oh God. Show us you, God. Hallelujah. Show us how, hallelujah, how you see us, oh God. Hallelujah. Show us how you see us, how, hallelujah. New vision, new vision, new vision. Open our eyes. Open our eyes to the things of God. Open our eyes, God, that we will see in the spirit. Hallelujah. I thank you that we're no longer walking after the flesh, God, but we're walking after the spirit. We're speaking it right now. Hallelujah. We're speaking it in the atmosphere. We're speaking it, oh God, over your people today, God. 
Open your eyes in this body. Open the eyes in the body of Christ. Open the eyes, as Elijah said. Open their eyes so that they can see, God, what's in the spirit and not in the flesh. Open our eyes, God. today God we're worshiping you God with true worship oh God true prayer today God I thank you that you're honoring hallelujah thank you that you love us that you're honoring us oh God and you're showing us oh God with a new vision God the things that you have for us every promise that you had God thank you God that we're turning back to the promises oh God we're not letting go of the promises that you gave us oh God we thank you that you're renewing our, our hallelujah. Ah, thank you, you're renewing us, oh God, in those promises, God. We're holding on, God. We're not letting go, God, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Bless you, Father. Oh, my God. So God, we wait on you. We wait on you, oh God. For we know that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew ha, their strength. They shall mount up like wings on of eagles. They shall walk and not get weary. They shall run and not faint. God, we wait on you, God. Renew our strength, God. Renew us, oh God. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for restoring everything that the that enemy tried to take, oh God. Thank you for restoring, oh God. Thank you, oh God, that your promises are yea and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, oh God. You're reviving the dreams, oh God. Thank you, Father. You're reviving every promise that was spoken to us, oh God. I thank you. I thank you, Father. God, for every woman, oh God, hallelujah, that's dealing with depression, God. Lord God, send forth an angel from your vineyard, oh God. Send forth a person, God, hallelujah, that will minister to them, oh God, that will cover them with love and compassion, oh God, that will speak life, God. Lord, we won't be selfish, God, hallelujah. So you've given to us, we give to others, oh God. We'll speak to our neighbors, oh God. We will love God. We'll let your light shine through us to our neighbors, oh God. To our co-workers, oh God. We'll let your love shine through, God. Hallelujah. And Holy Spirit, draw a man to you. Hallelujah. As they see our light, hallelujah. Draw a man to you, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for our co-workers, oh God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. For our schoolmates, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for the woman in the grocery store, God. Hallelujah. 
Oh, God, we lift them up to you, God. Hallelujah. Every soul, we lift them up to you, God. Every person we pass on the street, God, we'll lift them up to you. We won't keep this good news to ourselves. We won't hold on to it. We won't stay keep it in the four walls of the church. We'll take it out. Hallelujah. Ah, Holy Spirit and draw. Hallelujah. Men to you. We thank you. We thank you for the spirit, oh God. We thank you for the spirit of God that's alive in us, oh God. We thank you, Father, that there is power in the spirit of God that's inside of us. And when we speak, it is the spirit of God that will move, ah, glory, and touch the heart of men. Hallelujah. So God, we, re we release ourselves. We release everything about us, oh God so that you can use us outside of the four walls. Ah, my God, my God. Holy Spirit, minister to us when we're out in the street so we won't be selfish, oh God, but we will speak when you tell us to speak to another. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You'll give us the word. We trust that you'll give us what to speak. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. Glorify your name, God. I thank you for what you're doing, oh God. I thank you that in this day, in this hour, oh God, you're opening up the floodgates and you're bringing souls in, new souls, God. Hallelujah. Seeking after you, asking, what must I do? Hallelujah. I'm tired. Ha, oh, yeah, God. I thank you, oh God, that they can come to your church. Hallelujah. And the Spirit will meet them there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for every soul that you have ah, ordained for this ministry, oh God. I place the blood of Jesus on them. Even before they get here, I place the blood of Jesus on them, oh God. That they will be one for you, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. They will be added ah, to the book of life. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah, that we're snatching them out of the hands of the enemy. Ah, glory to you today, God. All for your glory. All for your glory, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, oh God. So God, yes, we wait on you. Yes, we wait on you, oh God. We wait for revival. We wait for a rain. Hallelujah. The latter rain. We wait on you, God. We won't move until you tell us to move. Hallelujah. We want high glory. Hallelujah. We won't move in our flesh. Hallelujah. But we'll wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. And I thank you, oh God, that as we're waiting on you, God, ah, you're renewing us, oh God. You're restoring even in us, oh God. I thank you. Ah, glory. Oh, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy for all the things that you're, you're doing, oh God, all the things that you're going to do, Father, you are worthy. We give you praise, God. We magnify your name, God. And Lord God, we lift up our pastors to you, oh God. Lord God, keep a hedge of protection around them. Lord God, we pray, Father, hallelujah, that you will refresh them down to their very soul. Refresh. We speak it refresh restore renewed hallelujah thank you for increasing right where they are God 
increasing in knowledge as they rest in you, God. Increasing in their spirit as they rest, God, in you. Thank you today, God, for traveling mercies, oh God. Post angels, hallelujah, throughout their hotel, God, out their room, God. Walk with them, oh God, in front of them, behind them, beside, beside them, oh God. Hallelujah, a hedge of protection right now in the name of Jesus. So we lift them up to you and we ask you, oh God, to keep, to restore their joy, take it to another level, oh God. Take their ministry to another level, oh God. Ha, yes, God. Ha, thank you, Father, for a newness in them, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Bless you today, God. Ooh, God, we give you all of the glory. We give you all of the honor. In the name of Jesus. Amen. for this opportunity. Um, I take it as a privilege and an honor just to stand before you on tonight. I don't take it lightly. So, but if y'all talk to me, it's going to go a lot faster. So we make this interactive. And I'm going to need some volunteers. So if you don't volunteer, you will be volunteered. All right. And just, I want to acknowledge my parents. They are here tonight. My dad and my mom for coming out and supporting. So, all right. So we're going to get started. I want to ask the question, like, anybody watch, um, like, TLC and with the reality shows, like, Botched, Atlanta Plastic, or Dr. Nardo 2-0? Hands, anybody? Y'all do? Okay, cool, cool. So we're going to be good tonight. So I ask that because how many of y'all have watched it and seen people get facelifts or on Grey's Anatomy, people going for heart transplants? That's what we're talking about tonight, facelifts and heart transplants. All right, I promise I'm going somewhere with y'all. Just y'all, just bear with me. Um, and where's um, Elder Waikita in the in the um, collective? Because I want to give them a shout out as well. Are they gone? I got that text message on Saturday that said congratulations. And how many of y'all know when you read the rest of that text message, you be nervous? Like, wait a minute, is it all right? But anyway, um, turn with me to Matthew um, chapter 15, and we're going to read verse eight. And I will be reading it out of the NIV version. And it says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And as I was studying to prepare this, that sunk in me and it hit me like a ton of bricks because a lot of times we say things out our mouths to God and it's no weight behind it. It's very empty. Oh, God, I'm going to do this. God, I'll do that. But your heart ain't in it. Your heart is so far away from God. There's an old school song that says, your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town. And that's how we do God sometimes. We say we in it. We say we, we, we down for the cause. I'm going to pray God. I'm going to intercede. I'm going to be a deacon. I'm going to be an elder. I'm going to be an usher. And then when Sunday and Wednesday come, Deacon Tavis, is so-and-so called? Elder Nita, you heard from so-and-so? Nowhere to be found. But your words don't have no weight. 
And so when we talk about surgery, what I love about the, the show Botched is, it's really amusing to me is that people come there and they go see Dr. Terry and his business partner because they want them to fix somebody else's mistake. They go in, they don't have breast augmentation, lip surgery, whatever they, their thing was, but they're going in because they want somebody to fix somebody else's mistake. And so when we look at the word surgery, I'm a word girl, I love words and know what they mean. So surgery means the treatment of injuries or disease in people by cutting open the body and removing or repairing the damaged part. Now, anybody had surgery before? Anybody? Okay, so we got some, okay, so y'all can bear witness to this. There are things called elective surgery, right? Elective surgery means it's planned. It was on the schedule. It was on, listen, be here at 6 a.m. because we rolling you back at 8. Don't be late or we go out to reschedule. That's planned. Such as a facelift. That's planned. It's elected. Most insurance companies ain't going to pay for it either. Just want to throw that out there. A facelift is a cosmetic surgical procedure to create a younger appearance in the face or to improve the appearance of someone or something. In layman's terms, it makes you appear to look a certain way, emphasis on the word appear. Because a lot of times in here, we have the appearance of godliness. But then when we step outside the four walls, we don't know where God went. On Sunday, we hallelujah, we, we Friday, late to start, we Holy Ghost, we five baptized, but then on Monday at the job, you cussing somebody out. I'm confused on why that looks like that when we say we are Holy Ghost filled and we're saved and we're believers. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 says, Holding a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, avoid such men as these. That's a warning. God said when you see somebody, they act one way here, and then when they get over here, they look totally different. Avoid those people. Avoid those people. We're going to take a little study on some patience today. Our patients are found in Acts chapter 5. Very familiar patients that we know about. Our patients tonight are Ananias and Sapphira. Now I'm going to start reading at verse 1. We're going to go through verses 10, but I'm going to start at verse 1. And it reads from the NIV version. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira. I want to pause right there. Now notice it said together. One thing they got is unity. They are unified front. They came up with this Together, they was going to stand together. They, we go in together, we going down together. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'd have been like, you know what? You might be on your own on this one because that ain't going to fly. But that, I ain't going to get ahead of the story. Also, uh, with his wife, Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. Verse 2. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back a part of the money for himself. Now, these are biblical realtors, y'all. They really, they're in real estate. They have property. They sold it. So they got money. That's their job, okay? Uh, from his wife. And, and, okay. He kept part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Verse 3. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for, your, kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land? Verse 4, didn't it belong to you before it was sold? After it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? Now, Peter's asking these questions, but Peter already know the answer to them because he got the Holy Spirit. But also, 
I like what Peter said when he said, was it not, wasn't the money at your disposal, which meant you knew you were supposed to give your tithe. You knew you were supposed to give your 10%. You have not just lied to just human beings, but to God. I want y'all to put that in your back pocket. We're going to come back to that. When, verse 5, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. A great fear seized all those who, appeared, who heard what had happened. Then some of the men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. Verse 7, about three hours after his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you paid you and Ananias got for the land? Her response, yes. My response, no. She said it was the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, Linda, listen. The feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down and his feet and died. Then the young men came in, finding her dead, and carried her out and buried her beside her husband. They were unified, but they were wrong. But how many times have we come into the house of God or we are outside the house of God and we say, oh, ain't nobody going to know that I ran the stop sign. I'm that person because I, I used to roll through stop signs and that's bad because my dad is a retired state trooper. But I used to roll through the stops. I do rolling stops. Or ain't nobody going to know that I clocked in at 9 o'clock. I was supposed to be here at 8.30. Ain't nobody going to know that I went in sister prayer even though it started at 7, but I didn't get there to 7.45. Ain't nobody going to know. But at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is watching. He's always present. God is not caught off guard. He's not blind. He's not, he doesn't slumber or sleep. So why do we make excuses? Or why do we allow Satan to infiltrate our hearts to come up with these things to do? Because Peter asked us, how did you allow Satan to fill your heart? Which leads me to my point. Not only did they have a form of godliness by not being honest, they had heart issues, which required them to need a heart transplant. A heart transplant is a surgery to remove the diseased heart from a person and replace it with a healthy one. It is emergency surgery. It ain't planned. It is don't pass gold, don't collect $200, take me down to Grady right now because we got to get this thing taken care of. Heart disease is the number one killer of both men and women in America, but it's also a silent killer. How many of y'all go to the doctor regularly? I ain't talking about occasionally. Like, you go annually, you go, you know, to get your dentist, and you see that every six months. Oh, good. Y'all doing good. Okay, so pass this on to your friends that don't go. How can you know what's wrong if you never see the physician? If you never go to the doctor and say, hey, I just want to do a checkup. Not that anything's wrong, but let me come in and see what's going on. How? You won't know. If it's a silent killer, you won't know nothing's wrong. That's in our natural body. But in our spiritual body, how many of us come down to this altar and say, ooh, I need to come in for a spiritual checkup. Let me lay myself on this altar and find out what's going on in my heart. Let me find out what's going on in my mind. We never take the initiative just to come down and make a whole surrender. That's all it takes. It's just a surrender. But we never come down and say, Lord, search me. Search my heart. See what's wrong. Why do I think like this? Why does my heart ache? Why am I so upset all the time? We never go in to see the physician. He's our creator, but he's also the chief physician. He knows everything about us, but we'll go to, we'll go to Bosch. We'll go, Brother Sheldrick, hey, hey, 
this was going on, and I want you to fix it. That's what Bosch, that's what they do in Bosch. Hey, uh, Dr. Terry, can you fix my face because they messed it up, they jacked it up. That's how we do God. Hey, Brother Shelby, you know, my car broke down, I ain't got no money. You got some money that you can loan me, but he said, come to me, I supply all your needs. All we got to do is stand on his word. He gave us the he gave us the medicine, but we won't come to the physician to get the prescription. He has the prescription, but all you got to do is show up to the doctor's office to get the prescription and fill it. All right. So in our natural body, we have things that will cause heart disease, right? That will cause our hearts to be contaminated. Those things can look like a poor diet. We don't like vegetables. We don't like fruits. We don't drink enough water, even though our body's made up of a lot of water. We'll drink Kool-Aid full of sugar, then wonder why we got diabetes. We want to meet, eat meat all day. Tavis, I know you like the grill, but we won't, we won't follow it. We just, that's all we want to eat. We'll eat Popeyes, churches, Mrs. Winters when it was around. But we won't eat nothing grilled. We won't eat nothing baked. Nope, ain't going to do that. Something is a hereditary. You may be predisposed to it because of what's in your family bloodline. Also, lack of exercise, and I ain't gonna lie, that would hit me. I do not like cardio. Me and cardio, we ain't friends. Now, I would do a brisk walk, I would speed walk, I would do some Pilates, but cardio, no. No, I'm good on the cardio. Smoking and obesity, and unfortunately, these are things that hit the black community a little bit harder than others. So then we have our natural body, but what about our spiritual body? So when we talk about our spiritual body, we're talking about gossip. Now, can I get a couple of volunteers, please? Come on down, Janae. Come on, bunny. I need at least a couple more volunteers. Now, if you don't volunteer, I'm about to tell you. I told y'all that from the beginning now. Cameron, come on. You my kid. You're going you gonna to be volunteered. Come on, Keita. I need one more. Come on, Shell. Okay. Y'all remember that game telephone that we used to play when we was kids? And you start, and one person started off, and then you have to pass down. Okay, keep. So, what was the message that you got? This is a good day. Ha! Wrong. That's not what I said. What I said was, today is a great day. But that's what gossip is. That's how gossip travels. It starts off one way. Y'all can have y'all seats. Thank you so much. That's how it, tra- it travels. We take gossip and we talk about people and we tear them down. But Ephesians 4 and 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So if it's not beneficial to them, if it's not edifying them, then why do we talk about them? If I can't tell Keisha she looks beautiful today, I love the streets in her hair, not Girl, why you got that sweater on? It don't look good on How does that benefit her? How does that help her? It doesn't. But yet and still, we'll, just like that telephone line, we'll get on the phone, we'll get in the text thread, in a group me, and we're tearing each other down. I remember in science class, I love science, we had this project, and some of y'all that are green thumbs, y'all like plants, y'all know this to be true. 
You talk to plants. I thought my science teacher was back crazy. She said, talk to the plant. Tell the plant it's beautiful. Touch the plant. It's going to be good. I said, is she crazy? It's a plant. The plant don't hear us. It's not, what is she talking about? But the experiment was this, though. We did that with a group of plants where we were very positive, affirming, loving on the plants. And then there was another group we did nothing with. Matter of fact, we gossip about the plants, how terrible it looked, how ugly it was. Ask me which one grew. But that's how we do people. We want them to grow, but we never speak the things that we want them to be. We never speak the things that we want to see. And then we wonder why there's no change. There's no difference. Because you keep speaking what they are and not what they shall be or what they should be. Even with children, I learned that when Cameron was little and I wanted him to stop running, I never said stop running. I said walk. Why? Because now he's going to do the thing that I just told him. Instead of, no, don't run, walk. You have to say those things as though as, that's not as though they were, even if you can't see it. Evangelist Keisha made a good point on Sunday. We live in a moment. We live in sight, but we don't live in vision. We live for the moment in today, but we never see past today to see how that's going to affect. Words have power, and they walk. They become adhesive. Some of it's like Velcro. It gets stuck. And then they walk in with a label on them and wonder why they can't get rid of it because of the words that you said out your mouth. You wonder why they, because the words that came out your mouth, it's stuck like glue. Anger, and this is not an inclusive list, y'all. It's not inclusive. Anger. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 says, Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. As a therapist, I tell my clients all the time, when emotions are high, intelligence is low. When you are emotional, especially with anger, you don't hear well, you don't see well, all your senses is thrown off. If you can't, if you don't know what else to do, just be quiet. Give me a minute. The Bible says, be angry and sin not, which means God knew anger was a part of our emotional buildup. And I, he said, but sin not. That means don't talk about nobody, don't take no action, don't do. Until you can be in a better space. Because once you speak, you can't take it back. Once you say it, I'm sorry, don't always cover it. It's already out there. Bitterness. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. I'm going to steal what Evangelist Keisha said on Sunday. I'm going to give her credit because it was her. But she said bitterness is contagious. But bitterness and gossip are like twins. They walk together. You mad about something that you thought you should get, and then when you see somebody else with it, now you gossip about it. Well, why, why she get to get it? I don't understand why that happened. Why not celebrate and congratulate so that it can come on over to your house? Because God is not a perspective of persons. If he did it for her, he can do it for me. Why even sit in that seat like that? Congratulate your brothers and sisters. Unforgiveness. Mark chapter 11, verse 25 says, Whenever you stand up to pray, you must forgive what others have done to you then your Father in heaven will forgive your sins. Personal quote out of my own book, don't ask me for something you're not willing to give. Don't ask me for something you're not willing to give, but we do it to God all the time. 
God, I need you to pardon my sin. God, I need you to forgive me. But God said, well, did you forgive your brother? Did you forgive your sister? Did you forgive your children? Did you forgive your boss? But yet you want God to forgive you for every single, that's a hypocrite. You, you, you want forgiveness from God. You want forgiveness for others, but you won't give it to nobody else. It's not, it's not an inclusive club. They only, you just the only one that gets it. It's not, no, it's a benefit for the whole kingdom, for everybody. But we walk around with unforgiveness and then wonder why we got dis-ease in our body. Dis-ease. The word dis means apart. So then now you don't have ease in your body. You have dis-ease. And you wonder why you have things coming up in your physical body. Because you got unforgiveness rooted in your heart. You got, un- you got bitterness rooted in your heart. And it shows up in your physical body. It shows up. Let it go. Let it go. The next one, it's a big one, y'all, offense. Proverbs 18 and 19 says, A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a citadel. When I pictured this in my mind, I thought about the city of Jericho. And when you look at that wall, it's not just an ordinary wall, y'all. That's why it took God's help to bring it down. It was thick. It was up high. It wasn't just, oh, I'm just going to go, no, that ain't what happened. But it was a fortified city. And that's how people who have offenses are. They like a fortified city. There's no penetrating that. Matthews 18 and 7 says, Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it needs but for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to the man by whom offenses cometh. So, Tay. Come here for a second. So a lot of times when we're experiencing things, we say, oh, it's opposition. Here's the thing about that. Now I want you to be coming against me. Here's the thing. Come on. Like like you want to do harm now. Come on. Here's the thing with opposition. I can push back and be in a defensive move. But also, I'm pushing her back, so I'm making progress. So not only am I defending, but I'm making progress, and I'm in an unfixed position. But it's not, that's opposition. It's different from offense. Keita, don't laugh. Come here, Tay. Why don't you get these? Mm, hold them in your arm. How many can you hold? Because you have to use your other hand, as I said, put them in your arm. All right. All right. Here's the thing about offenses, though. Now, I want you to start walking, but as you're walking, I want you to start dropping blocks. And don't kick them out your way. Just let them be in your way. Go ahead. Notice how she, she having a hard time walking. Offenses are stumbling blocks. That's what the Greek translation means. The problem is offenses are caused by your own self. When you're walking, and you're, and you're walking, but yet you're stumbling over the blocks that you're putting down your own self. You're not, nobody's doing that but you. Because you refuse to let it go. You refuse to let it go. You keep carrying it with you, but you putting blocks in your own path. You blocking your own pathway. You're trying to get to a destination. It's blocked. It's crowded. You can't get through. Thanks, Tay. And you just, you're trying to figure it out. Oh, leave them down. You're trying to figure it out. And God's like, all you had to do was let it go. 
All you had to do was let it go. Then when you, when you finally get there, you tired, you out of breath, and then you talking about, well, God, you told me to get here. God said, I told you that last week, Tuesday at 2.30. Now the provision is gone because God shows up to a place. So your offense has caused you now to be in delay. You're delayed in your progress. You're delayed in your destination. You're delayed in where you're supposed to be all because you won't let offense go, and it's your own fault. It's not nobody else's fault. You put them offenses down on your own, and, they, and you stumbling over the blocks. Now, we're going to go into surgery, y'all. We're going to go into surgery. Because in order for us to correct our diseased heart, and not even with Ananias and Sapphira, they needed to get to a place of surrender. You can't have no surgery without some consent forms. It's, it's worse than buying a house. You done signed so many forms. You're like, good God Almighty, am I signing away my life? Am I telling the truth, Jalen? You cannot. But how do we do that spiritually? God, here I am. I'm on the altar. I'm coming before you. And, it ain't, and here's, the, here's the thing. It doesn't even have to be in here. Find your altar in your house. Find an altar in your closet, in your car, and just surrender to God and say, here I am. That's all it takes. He said in Psalms 139, search me, O God. Try me and know my thoughts. He said he desired to know truth in the hidden and inward parts. Your heart is in a, it's behind a cage. That's where the truth needs to be resided inside your heart. And so Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 27, 26 and 27 says, Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will be careful to observe my ordinances. God said, I'll give you a new heart, but you got to surrender first. You got to come to me and say, here I am. Some things God ain't going to chase you about. Some things you got to surrender because you like them. Some of us like the places that we're in. Some of us like the certain situations where we got comfortable with it. Because it's a silent killer. Remember I said that some things don't cause pain. It's silent in your body. True story. I almost lost my dad a few years back. I know I'm putting you on the spot, daddy. Forgive me. But I thank God for my mom. You know why? Because she wouldn't take no for an answer. He was in pain, but was like, oh, no, I'm good. Had a rush of ulcer. And the doctors told them, had he waited another day, they didn't know that they would save him again going to the doctor. I'm happy to say he goes to the doctor regularly now. <laughs> Cardiologist, it don't matter. He go, let me go. And some would say that's an extreme, but no, God got his attention. And sometimes pain is the method that God will get, but sometimes some things are slowly and silently killing us from the inside out. Our ordinances, he said, my ordinances, those are the follow-up, that's the checkup. In order for us to keep our clean heart, in Psalms 5110, it says, give me clean hands and a pure heart. To keep our hearts pure, we got to follow the ordinances. We got to pray without ceasing. We got to fast. 
We got to meditate on the word day and night. We got to hide it in our heart that we don't sin against them. We got to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We have to love the Lord thy God with all our hearts, with all our mights, with all our soul. These are the ordinances. If we keep the ordinances that he set before us, then our hearts stay clean and our hands stay pure. It's imperative. As we come out of surgery, I would encourage you to check your hearts and your motives. James chapter 4 says in verse 3, you ask and do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. What's the reasoning behind why you do what you do? What's your reasoning for asking God for what you're asking him for? Is the motive pure? Is your heart pure? Is your heart clean in that? Because the Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. So if you're asking and you're not receiving, are your motives right? If you're seeking and you can't find it, is your motives right? If you keep knocking at the door and ain't nobody answering, is your motive right? When I bought, when I got ready and made up my mind that I was going to buy a house, because I had to make my mind up because I didn't want a house, um, that was something that I was challenged with. What's your reason? Why you want a house? Is it so you can get on Facebook and talk about, oh, I got a house? Why do you want the new job? Why do you want to get married? Is it just to say, I was married now? What's the reason? Because keeping up with the Joneses ain't a good, God ain't finna bless that. I'm just, I'm sorry. He's not. Because at the end of the day, it should, it should glorify him. It should be something that glorifies him. It should point people back to the father, regardless of what it is. Back to my example. So I said to God, I said, well, I don't want Cameron to start at the bottom. Because the Bible says a good parent leaves an inheritance for his children children. I bought my house for him, not for me. When he graduates college, he'll have a house to come home to that's fully paid for. It was never about me, but it was about him. My, my, my floor is his ceiling, or vice versa, however it goes. Where I leave off, he'll pick up. It was never about me. I plan to move on, find something else later, but that was my scripture that I stood on in one of them to get my home because my motives were pure and I believe God honored that because it wasn't a selfish motive and it gets glory. God gets the glory out of that. I don't get, God gets all the glory out of that, but we have to check our motives and make sure that they're pure. Second thing I would encourage you to do, guard your gates. Proverbs 4, chapter Chapter 4, verse 20 through 22 says, My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them with your heart, for they are life to those who find them and heal into all their flesh. Guard your gates. Your eye gate. Some stuff we, gotta, we just got to turn, turn our eyes away from. You can't watch everything that's on TV. Sorry, not Sorry. You can't be talking about I'm trying to live holy and then every time you turn around somebody fornicating on TV and you're trying to figure out why you got all these feelings and emotions. You... Things go into your eye gate, they resonate in your heart. 
And then as they resonate in your heart, it becomes a thought. It turns to thoughts. Thoughts, heart, and then it comes out your mouth, and next thing you know, you're doing it. And you're trying to figure out how I get here. Well, it started with you watching this on TV, and you wouldn't turn it off. Also, things like to creep into your subconscious. Don't leave the TV on. Put the sleeper on. And then let it go. Turn off. Don't let that stuff fester into your subconscious. You think the TV just playing. It's just playing. No. No. Your ear gate. Who has your ear? Who are you listening to? What are you listening to? Know who's in your circle. Know who's in the room. You know why? Abortion specialists and midwives look alike, but their assignments are very different. Because whoever has your ear, you hear and then you act. You can hear something about a person and then next thing you know, you don't believe me. Talk bad around children about somebody and then let the child see them, see if they don't act funny. Do it. It happened to my mama. I kid you not. I look my little cousin. She like, she's four. No, she's five. And she walked up to my mom. She said, hey, Auntie Colin. And she said, hey. She said, I remember you. And she said, dude. She said, mm-hmm. Because Grandma D.B. talking about you. It was the funniest thing in the world. But it's the truth, though. When you talk, who got your ear, though? Because abortion specialists are here to annihilate your vision. They're there to annihilate your purpose before you even get started. Think about it in the natural. Midwives help push you through. They help God. They're going to pray. They're going to be your cheerleader. They're going to they're gonna be your intercessor. They're going to be the one to give you some water. They're going to be the one to pelt talk you. They're going to be the ones to say, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You Come on, come on, come on. We're almost there. But midwives and abortion specialists look alike. Be careful who's in your ear and what voice you're letting go through your ear. Because everybody that's talking in your ear ain't got your best interest at heart. And you got to be able to discern that. Your mouth gate. Jesus said, it's not what go in the man that defiles him, but what comes out of it. A lot of times we wonder about our words, but we create our world with our words. Death and life lie in the power of your tongue, and you shall eat the fruit thereof. So whatever you speak, you're going to eat it. You will never, ever hear me quote the words, I am broke. You won't hear me say it not one time. One, because the I am means, and it came to pass. So every time you say I am and then you put a negative behind it, it's coming to pass because that's literally what I am means and it came to pass. I am wealthy. I am whole. I am healed. I am delivered. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And it came to pass. We got to be careful about our words and what we speak out our mouths. They have legs and they walk. They walk, y'all. I don't know who came up that nursery rhyme, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. It's a lie from the pits of hell. They hurt and they will hurt you. They will kill you. They will kill you. And so, lastly, I encourage you on tonight, give God your heart, not your lip service. Let your words have weight but let them be connected to your heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if it ain't in your heart, you're not going to speak it. If it's not in your heart, you're not going to do it. Give him your heart, not just your lip service, especially in the next place that we're going as a ministry. 
we can't go in with the same old mindsets. We cannot. Because there are new people that are going to come in and they're going to be watching us. They're going to be watching to see what, 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 what the old people doing, what they're doing. I joke with Pastor Lawson a lot when she, go, when she get high and she becomes an exhortator in the spirit. I say, see, it was your fault you took us there. I said, it was your fault. You and Mama Tilly over there in that corner. It's y'all. It's y'all. It's y'all. But it's a blessing, though, because what it does is it makes it spread like wildfire because it'll start over here, and the next thing you know, it's all over the whole church. Because that's where her heart is. Give God your heart, not just your little service on tonight. Amen. I heard the Lord say in my spirit, this is an unshakable house.